Welcome to Intersections, the RIT podcast. In today's conversation, Robin Cass, Interim Dean of the College of Art and Design, and John Asp, Gallery Director, discuss how RIT City Art Space in downtown Rochester will invite the public to engage with the university through culture and creativity. The City Art Space is essentially a reimagining of a downtown gallery presence that the college has had for about 20 years. And what this new venue will be is a higher visibility, more centrally located, more flexible kind of space that will allow us to engage with the downtown community through creativity. The College of Art and Design brand gallery are for, like you said, almost 20 years. And we did exhibitions. We featured student and alumni work and faculty work and even community-based shows. But there's something new about this space, especially at its new location at Sibley Square. So a lot of people are curious about why we chose Sibley Square. Well, Sibley Square, that, that area right near the Liberty Pole downtown, is really the symbolic heart of the city. And it's an especially appropriate place for RIT to have this venue because it's right at this jumping off point between established development and this impending cultural revitalization of the city that's happening. RIT's city art space will be helping to anchor new businesses and to generate more foot traffic and participate actively in this revitalization of downtown. And Sibley Square in particular was interesting to us because of what was happening within the building, right? Not just the location, but the projects and the outreach that was already going on in, in the Sibley Tower building. That houses so many emerging businesses and educational institutions. It's also residential. So that it has this nice mix of functions where a gallery and event venue like City Art Space can help complement but also benefit from the other kinds of activities going on in the area. One of the reasons we changed the name to RIT City Art Space is because we wanted it to have a more active sensibility, right? The name gallery can often connote this idea that you're going to walk into a space and look at art. And I think you'll be able to do that at City Art Space. But like you said, we wanted to broaden the menu of activity there. So we want to also host events in the space that get people in the space that may not normally think to come to, to an art gallery. And this could be lunches, it could be lectures, it could be business meetings. There's all kinds of things that could happen in regards to events. But we also want to use our space and our resources to outreach to other communities, at-risk, uh, underserved, continuing education populations that we do on campus regularly. Um, for instance, we do outreach to professional development for public school teachers. And it's something that we can envision bringing that programming downtown so that uh, the visibility is there, the central location is there, and we can have a greater impact in downtown. So I think you'll see a larger variety of creative activity in this space, and that's one of the reasons why we changed the name, right, to City Art Space. Yeah, and I think that we're, we'll be really well positioned to have a positive impact on the community through art and design, which has been proven in other urban areas, and it's wonderful that we'll be able to engage in that same activity here in Rochester. We have an industrial design student who graduated and is now teaching in the industrial design department and who... It goes to this idea of design thinking and thinking about design beyond the page or beyond a website, and it's really about design for social interaction, design for social good. And this student has, a former student, now an alumni, has developed a, a way to train refugees and immigrants to Rochester to build and to create bags and backpacks and products that actually have use for people, and they can sell them, and uh, they're working with other companies to make these uh, products for other companies. And so it's an example of how to think about design differently. And we're sort of talking about doing an exhibition in relation to this. 
And it's just one of the many facets of, of ways that art and design can engage with uh, socially relevant community activity. And I wanted to highlight, too, another important aspect of this move is that it's happening on the 50th anniversary of Rochester Institute of Technology's shift from downtown. This effort that we're engaged in to bring RIT's creative energy back to the city is symbolic of a renewed commitment to the city where RIT got its start. Yeah, I think the history of RIT in downtown is really interesting. And for us to be able to put RIT back in downtown in some way and to to combine that with the creativity and the talents that come out of the College of Art and Design is really special. I've actually heard from a few alumni who experienced RIT's campus downtown, and they are really happy and excited to hear that RIT is coming back in this way, and they're very curious about it. Yeah, I think the alumni who remember downtown campus are especially interested because when RIT moved to Henrietta, it was the art school faculty and some of those people involved in RIT at the time that really wanted to keep a presence Mm -hmm. in downtown. And so it's sort of like the creative energy that exists at RIT has always wanted to be downtown and always wanted to exist and have a relationship with that community. And so the fact that we're getting to sort of ramp it up and put it on stage again is really, really exciting. So, John, when we were first discussing the potential of the space in the Sibley building, we decided to involve our very own interior design program because we were thinking that the faculty and students might be able to provide some really exciting new ideas about how we could make the space work for us in a variety of ways. Yeah, you're right. I can remember looking at the space when when we first um, saw it and thinking, where do we start? Because there was a lot of changes that needed to happen, and it was a big project. And so naturally, we we turned to our students and and our faculty in the interior design program because of, of their talent, and why not lean on their creativity? And so it was the right thing to do because we basically put it to them as a class project, and we asked them to look at this floor plan and what would you do? And and really, the biggest um, idea for the space is that it remains flexible because we've been talking about all of the different types of programming that may take place in this space, that the space has to remain flexible. We have to be able to change the configuration of it. And interior design students took that to heart and, and came to us with a variety of really, really innovative and interesting plans for the space. We wouldn't have been able to move along with the plans as fast uh, as we did without that, that first sort of um, the project that the interior design students did. So it was an amazing project. So essentially, the experiential learning potential and, and the experiential learning possibilities of this whole initiative started happening from the moment we started envisioning the plan. Yeah, that's right. I think it goes into, you know, how we see experiential learning for students at every step of this process. And, and involving them, uh, I think, just gives them mo- more ownership of the space. And, and it's a more genuine interaction between all of us in the RIT community. And hopefully it'll be gratifying for them to see some of their ideas become real in this public venue. Robin, I think we'll answer this somewhat similarly, but I'm interested to hear what you think in terms of what does success look like for the RIT City Art Space or that old question of where, where do you see yourself in five <laughs> years? Where, where do you think, what do you think is a successful city art space? In my view, I, I could see it going a number of different ways. I think that I would consider city art space a success as long as it's busy and it has a variety of stakeholders involved in a variety of different ways. I can't possibly foresee all the ways that might be uh, because the community itself and our faculty and students will have all have an active role in shaping what it looks like. But as long as it's 
potential is being reached in terms of activity and involvement, and people are having satisfying experiences there and, and being opened up to new ideas and making new connections with each other, I think that would be a success. I agree. It, if it's busy, if, if there's activity there and a variety of activity and a multitude of uh, RIT community members and Rochester community members and visitors are seeing it as an active space to engage with creativity and to engage with RIT's programming, then um, I don't know what else the definition of success would be. Thanks for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, find us on iTunes or visit us at www.soundcloud.com slash RIT Tigers.